Purposes, Marshall and Pat, who have decided no longer to bite chickens' heads off, but to instead enter the realm of internet radio. If suddenly you find yourself hearing talk of comic books, television shows, and motion pictures, you may have inadvertently thrown your chips down on Always Bet on Geek. Hashtag Graveyard Shade forever! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Always Bet on Geek with Marshall and Pat. You say that shit. <laughs> no, we mean it, man. You're you're a hard worker. Like, I work hard with the videos. You work hard with the podcast. I was fixing to say, yeah, you got to work hard for me. Otherwise, you'd be the one editing this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trust me. I'm not spitting in the eye of the man who makes this shit come real. Because Pat and I basically are just commentary. You're the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to isolate that right there. <laughs> I always remember, Marsh, like I've had to do my own podcast, so I know it can get boring and nitpicking and tedious. So always much props. No, you're not. You're not like some other people. Some other people are like, "Hey, man, I re-listened to the podcast, and at five minutes forty-five seconds, it could be a little tighter. Could you just cut a couple <laughs> seconds out of there? And then, could you?" And I'm like, um, if you want to edit it, but that's my final edit. I'm not going back through it anymore. You got a problem with that? Edit it. Right. <laughs> Do it yourself. Take, but that's final. I'm it, telling you now, this is it, mine. Don't fuck it. with it no more. <laughs> you can do it if you start it and do the whole thing. <laughs> but now that it's finished, don't fucking edit me. Fucking censor me. I do enough of that myself. Hey guys, this is your friendly neighborhood co-host, Pat. Down here in the capital city of the Magnolia State. Up north. In the Magnolia State is... Oh, you said Magnolia State. That must be Marshall. What's up, y'all? Marshall, Squishy Now Sync on Twitter. I don't know, Instagram. Uh, all the other places. Welcome to Always Bet on Geek. Like Pat said, we are not all sitting here in the Hall of Geekdom. That's just me. I apologize. But guess what? It's only been a month and some change. Six weeks. <laughs> huh? We are finally sitting down for our... Possibly our final installment of the yeah, infinity this, wars but they told me that we be... only got halfway through the, the movie so if two episodes got the first half maybe two will get the last half but <laughs> you know no, we are here gonna, it is we are gonna infinity wrap, war spoilers we're gonna wrap this up we're gonna wrap this up tonight with and... our guest the mystic mojo on twitter over in hey everyone florida no texas that is texas, correct yes. i think florida the lone star did you live in Florida, or are y'all moving to Florida? Uh, I I have in Florida. 
It's who knows, man. I'm a drifter. I'm a wanderer. I li- I go where where the spirit of fate takes me. And right now it takes me to Texas. Okay. The lone the lone star state. I Well, Ryan, welcome. Um this is volume three to Infinite Spoilcast, so if the title isn't enough clues, this will hopefully conclude our spoiler field review of Avengers Infinity War. And as you are hearing my voice, Ant-Man and the Wasp opened last weekend. <laughs> so we should really we should probably go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> Hey, you cannot deny that Avengers Infinity War was a epic Marvel cinematic event, and it warranted no less than three solid podcasts dedicated to its analysis and discussion. That's fine. I think we're the only podcast who think that. I don't know how these motherfuckers get through this movie in one podcast. I've listened to several <laughs> of them, and I've had they'll do two separate reviews in two podcasts, and I'm like. What the fuck are we doing wrong? <laughs> How long are those podcasts? An hour? Wow. That's efficient. Well, I mean, you know, we're talking about Kevin Smith and Mark Benarden here, and then uh, even uh, Nerd Blitz, they're pretty pretty efficient. When they wander off topic, they wander on the off topic on the same topic. Does that make sense? Yes. That's why they're professionals, and we frankly are not. Yeah, three years in. I don't know when we're going to become professional, but maybe four years. We're fixing this up. Our three-year anniversary is coming up soon. They say a true artist never perfects his craft. He just abandons it when it's over. So so should we just abandon this? Because I think our no! listenership... No! <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I think our listenership's getting smaller, actually. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, because I had I had a good friend tell me that she's been spending the last couple of months trying to find our podcast, but she doesn't understand iTunes or whatever because she doesn't have a reliable smartphone, so she can't get any real apps. So she's not and listening I, either. And I've seen her phone, and that's and that's correct. So I sent her to our SoundCloud, and she understands that because she she can find that on her desktop. That's actually okay. a good point because I own a smartphone and an Apple, and I still have trouble finding our podcasts on iTunes. So let her know she is not alone in that battle. <laughs> well, if you have the the podcast app on iTunes, all you have yes. to do is go to the search, hit the search. Oh, right. But here's where you may be getting confused. Forget about iTunes. Just look for an app called Podcast. They come yeah. on all iPhones. Yeah. And tap that and search for Always Been on Geek and we will pop up because that's where you get all your podcasts through. We say iTunes because we upload to iTunes as the podcasters. But as a listener, all you need is the podcast app on your iPhone. All right, then. Well, thank you for the shameless plug and hopefully that'll help uh, everyone else out there listening find you guys. And when you get to Always Bet on Geek, you click on it and it'll show show you all the podcasts. Make sure you hit subscribe because then it'll pop up automatically when new episodes pop up. Also, um, you can also find this on YouTube, but we don't have 4,000 subscribers yet. Do we have four? <laughs> we actually have 16. Do we? Yeah. Hey, hey, is that your mom and but, your cousins um, and your 
my mom doesn't do YouTube. Is that all of our family? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, um, actually, it's <laughs> let's see. I guess our friends. I don't know people who like us. Anyway, the sixteen um, since we don't the sixteen subscribers. The spells for you. Since we don't have over four thousand, we can't get our custom URL. So to find us on YouTube, go to YouTube, type in "Always Been on Geek" in the search field. We will pop up. Subscribe, like, <laughs> leave us a comment. Just let us know you're watching. <laughs> so we're not trying to broadcast to the void. For the love of God, <laughs> please. I mean, you know, it, it's all for fun. But, you know, I don't like the way I look. I've gotten over the way I sound, but I don't like the way I look. So it's a real, real effort to put video of myself out there unless I'm having sex with somebody. So, I mean. Okay, and then with that, let's go ahead and move on to actually infinite spoilers. And we will begin. Spoiler sex video. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It'll hit you like, like like the ninja load. That was a hard turn. I did not see coming. Yeah, you and me I'm either. Just, I'm just fucking with So, you. <laughs> with that in mind, God. <laughs> don't worry. So, I'll where did we last oh, leave don't off? Worry. Don't worry. I'll edit, <laughs> I'll, I'll edit all that out. <laughs> no, that that was gold, man. That was gold. <laughs> you gotta leave it in. Um, oh, one last shameless plug. Newpodworldorder.com. Oh. Come. Okay, one extra last shameless plug. Hey, energy drink. Drink, drink, drink. One Marvel style end credit shameless plug. I also set up a Twitch channel for Always Been on Geek. There is nothing on it yet, but I'm trying cool. to. Cool, I'll play work. some video games for some people. Right, right. So I'm trying to. It's all old school shit, but. Well, I mean, that's fine too, but we have. A, a blank channel page set up so after we get the right equipment we can actually go for it so and one last thing um i've started to get in i've started to explore the discord the chat text voice video that gamers use but i never set heard up of it. it always oh i set up it always bet on geek the discord channel uh already posted some rules about what we expect if you hop on there, but if you want it, if you want an invite, um, cool, come on, come on in after you read the rules. How about you invite me? Because I don't even know what the hell Discord is. Um, as soon as you make a profile, I will. Okay. Um, you, you can make it on the desktop, and they also have an app. So either way is fine. An app sounds good to me. Well, all right. So do we so, know where we left off? Because I haven't gotten a chance to listen a little bit to the last episode. Oh, thank God. I thought I was a slacker. I don't. I have no idea where we left off because I haven't had a chance to listen to the last episode either. Ryan, be yes. our savior. Where did we leave off? That's why you come to me. I am the Mystic Mojo. So when we last left off, we had just concluded the nature of the battle between Thanos, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the um, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man, including on Titan. Titan. And uh, we had had some discussions about how they 
ended up losing, even though Doctor Strange apparently had some idea that they were meant to lose, except in one scenario where they possibly could win. And after Thanos had escaped with the glove and nearly killed Tony Stark, they turned to Doctor Strange and said, you know, why'd you let him have it? And he basically said it was the only way. Okay, so we're actually almost done. During then, during that fight, now, was that the same at the same time? Was that happening whenever? Uh, no, it couldn't be. Never mind. <laughs> Could it be at the same time when Doctor Strange was fighting Ebony Ma on the fucking streets in New York? No, <laughs> sorry, no. Nope. That was even that I was know that one. The of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did have the time zone. I mean, you know, that's true. Too bad he never used. He Could have been. So, so yes, okay. So oh, hey, guess what, people? He has... Spoilers. Oh, it's in the title, but we're spoiling Infinity War if you haven't seen it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So he now has the the power gem, the space gem, stone. Sorry, stone, the time stone, and the soul stone. So he now need. Oh, and he also has the reality stone. So we're actually almost done with the movie because the only stone he needs now is in Wakanda on top of the vision. The mind gem stone. Right. So does this mean the next scene uh, was the actual one where they start defending Vision in Wakanda? Yes. Yeah, I mean, while while he was fighting them on Titan, the the Black Order and his troops were already in combat in Wakanda. So he hasn't entered the scene yet, but he's about to. I think around this moment is when my boy Thor makes his grand entrance like a pimp <laughs> from the Bifrost that he summons with his with Stormbreaker, his new hammer that he forged in the heart of a dead star. Yeah, he sure did whoop some ass. I have to admit, it was pretty odd from the vision of um, somebody who doesn't necessarily, you know, have... You know, as much knowledge of all the chaos that's happened on Earth through the Marvel Universe. But to look down and see what were, I don't know, tens upon tens of thousands of alien creatures just standing on Earth soil, like, that felt like almost like a defilement in a way that I was actually impressed that they managed to give me that sense when I knew it was an action movie with all kind of crazy, you know, things happening. But for some reason, when I saw all those aliens on, you know, on Earth soil like that and how, like, it had kind of, you know, our innocence had finally been lost and we'd been, you know, invaded and stuff like that. For some reason... Well, it didn't affect me the same back then, but there was something about the mass number of these aliens that were just sitting here standing i think it was maybe just partly due to the fact that there wasn't combat happening because in that particular scene before it begins they're all just kind of right there at the force field like snarling and everything so i almost wonder if that kind of contributed to the fact that it felt as though there was some type of you know befoulment of the earth happening actually i thought the same way in the first Avengers, the first time we saw the the Biathans, like the like the big oh, ship yeah, aliens, yeah. right? And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is horrible." Good thing we have the Avengers, but um, yeah. So I get what you said, right? Because I had that same feeling in the first Avengers, going, 
yep, it just got real. This is like <laughs> never, never, right. never really thought about it like that, but yeah, I guess so. Almost like, you know, we're not going to be able to come back from this one it's, and just it's turn always, our blind eye. It's always eye. realer when the enemy makes it to Earth. <laughs> Instead of us fighting yeah. space battles and doing this and this, when they actually get here and shit starts getting down. I felt that way with Independence Day when I first saw it, too. Yeah, yeah. But only when... I didn't feel the way when Will Smith punched them, but when the alien took over the mind of Data... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what I was like. Ugh, they are a virus. This is disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah. So let me ask. And I, so, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I should go ahead and apologize now. This, my part of the review would be jumpy and sketchy because even for me, after a month, some of the time frame of the well, movie, we were jumping around a week after we had watched it, so it's okay. Awesome, right, Ryan? You were saying? Well, I was going to say that I think that basically, I mean, I'm sh- that with this being the last scene that happened, like everything was climaxing here. Uh, I'm curious to know what what some of y'all's favorite scenes were in that um, final battle, and I can give you some of mine just to start it off. Yeah, go for it. Like I know my favorite scene, so okay. So one of the things I really liked was that we got to see the characters from the Black Panther so quickly after seeing them. And I might have even mentioned this back the first time when it came up, yeah. But being able to see everyone so quickly after seeing them just a little while ago almost felt like I was seeing family that I had missed for a little bit. Right. And so I like that we had already had an established scene and character story between them so that when the ice chief came down and was willing to fight like you're like oh yeah of course he would be here to fight yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna puss out on this uh even if it is isn't technically wakanda that um or you know his nation that they're going for uh but there was just so many action i feel like they almost tried to see if they couldn't get almost every type of action scene except for maybe a car chase in there but they did have a spaceship plane chase so I feel like that probably counts too. No, that's pimp. Yeah. Uh, did you have any more before I hit mine? Oh, I do, but I figured we could kind of alternate. But since okay. you asked, the other one I really liked was the one where uh, don't get me wrong. Who who was it that was inside the um, ship chasing down the ones that were trying to make a break for it? I might be. Am I missing that up with the other? You know, that's the original Wakanda movie. Sorry. Yes. I right. <laughs> really liked the Black Panther. It was good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the moral of the story is Ryan really liked Black Panther. Yeah, good. I both, I both movies I one time, you. so it's, uh, it's kind of blurring together for me, too. <laughs> no, uh, that scene you were describing, Ryan, was with agent ross yep. was trying to shoot down the people that had the vibranium weapons right because he said the only thing that was missing was a car chase and i was like though there was a fucking car chase in it and like <laughs> me too right i swear to god that's what went through my mind <laughs> well a funny one is when the group was like i am groot and then cap was like 
I am Steve Rogers. Like it was, it was just the perfect amount of comedy and a really <laughs> tense spite. <laughs> so, you can see he was that. trying his best. He was like, "Oh, yes, okay, yeah, I, yeah, right. I, I got what you're doing." <laughs> and um, and that and that scene where the Scarlet Witch saved um the chief of the Dora Malari and Black Widow with like one action and <laughs> the gentleman was like why was she up there all this time <laughs> it's like what, what? yeah see I don't even remember so, that <laughs> oh, which, was so, and was, I was actually surprised because when they were waiting on her to um, come down and join the fight they launched the um, the uh, I can't remember his name but the Ebony Maw guy that they that she that the lady had pretended that they had killed, and so when the Scarlet Witch joined the battle, it left the vision unprotected, and they oh. sent that guy in. And I was actually really impressed with that. Yeah, that's all. Corvus Clay. Corvus they Clay. Actually did, they actually did kill Ebony Maul because that was Tony Stark and Spider Man that made, that threw him out. Oh, he was Ebony Maul. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They, I, I admit, they have some really cool names. I just don't know what they are. Right. No, yeah, they sound like bad guy. Yeah. Comic book names. Like yeah. they sound badass. It's like, oh yeah. I don't know what you I don't know what you do, but somebody called Ebony Mall probably <laughs> is not good for my health. Exactly. <laughs> somebody, I should just somebody, not Right. Somebody called Corvus Clave is probably not good. Yeah. Proxima Midnight, yeah, you're probably a bad guy. <laughs> Those are some great names though. <laughs> But, so, um, were any of you guys expecting the sneak attack when the Scarlet Witch came in and joined the battle? I thought she would fight her her in person, not use her powers to chop her up with with one of their death machines. <laughs> I was like, "Holy crap! This is raw." Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that was another thing. There was definitely killing going on. Like, you know how the heroes are always trying to be good and all that nonsense and not kill people these aren't people um that yeah well i guess that's a very specious thing to say from the guy who was like just them standing on my planet is a defilement (laughs) just standing on earth soil like that felt like almost like a defilement in a way there was some type of you know befoulment of the earth actually i thought the same way uh they are a virus. This is disgusting. So, yeah. Sorry. These aren't people, man. That's why you come to me. I am the Mystic Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's I was, true. That said the yes, same thing you're going to call me movie. on it. So I'm like, you know, I almost called y'all out for being xenophobic, but, you know, I, I, I let uh, it go. But since you, since you wanted uh, to do that, I guess so. You xenophobic bastards. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Man. Go ahead. Too good, sir. Anyway, I honestly was not expecting the attack. No, um, I mean, I knew from the comic books that the outsiders and the outsiders were those four-armed creatures. Ah, how they were mindless and unstoppable, and their only goal in life was to kill and die for Thanos. So I knew they were cannon fodder, right? Right. But even I was like, oh my god, 
they're walking through this barrier as their skin gets burnt off. Wow. Okay. When you read it on the page and the, and the caption says that the only will is to live and die for Thanos, but to see it on screen where they're like, yeah, thump, yeah, thump. Like, oh my God. That's hardcore. I get it now. Gotcha. You guys have a strong worth that work at. It that. sucks to be on the front line in a million person army. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. There is this um, YouTube channel called The Normies, and they tend to review all these geek shows, but they also sometimes do skits. Well, one of their skits is How Come the Defenders Work in Avengers Infinity War? And they have four of their members that were dressed as Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Matt Murdock. And they're walking in a forest, and you can hear sounds of battle, and they run into um, Captain America, one of their friends dressed like Cap. And they're like, we're the defenders, we can help. And Cap's like, a blind ninja, a glowing fist, a strong black man and an alcoholic woman. Okay, cool. How about this? Currently, my team, the Avengers, we're fighting God. We're fighting God and his golden glove. Do y'all want to fight God with us? And they're like, uh, no, we had a hard time with ninjas. Yeah, I thought so. Go back to Hell's Kitchen or Brooklyn <laughs> or wherever y'all are from. I have to go fight God right now. <laughs> and then he runs off. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking valid way to put it. <laughs> Thanos was an unstoppable force, it's a little, unfortunately. A little above your pay guys. Uh, y'all go back over there and help the cops. Like one of, it's so weird. They had two touching moments with the same three characters, and it was Thanos, the Scarlet Witch, and Vision. Because the first time, the Vision convinces the Scarlet Witch to kill him and he loves her and she loves him and he and she kills him to save the world and then Thanos went oh dear child <laughs> you know nothing and turn back time and then we saw Thanos rip the mind gem from the forehead of the vision and I was like how do you have three heartbreaking moments with the same characters back to back and one of them died twice I mean yeah well, wow. well, apparently, in this movie, they decided not to pull any punches. Well, you know, if if you read the comics, well, you knew they you knew it was going to get ugly. I mean, even if they did it halfway, there's still no way. It's I really expected it to be more brutal because in the comics it was pretty fucking hardcore. This was pretty bad. They made a couple of I like think the, the Spider-Man scene at the end and a couple other ones. They kind of hit you, you know. They got you, but it I don't know. Maybe it's because I was younger. That must have been what it was. Right. It was. It was the fact that we were younger and we read it and we knew what was coming in the movie. But like I said, my mom didn't see it coming and she was heartbroken. People online were like, yeah, oh I've, my I've God. Read. Yeah, people are freaked yeah. out about it. So that's a question, if you don't mind me asking, and I think might be relevant, um, even though we're going to, I'm going to change the direction for just a few moments. Um, Go for it. How did do you think this movie impacted us as a as a society that made it stand out, not just because of all the action? I'm thinking because I know I said this before. 
I'm thinking this is this generation's Empire Strikes Back. It's the one that this taught a lot of kids the good guys will always win. Because that's what happened with me with Empire. I was like, what the? F- what? <laughs> yeah. What? Well, you're still waiting. It, they're they're going to pull it out any moment, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, right. And I think it was that moment for an entirely new generation. Very valid. Of people, yeah. So. I mean. It's affected us so much. Like I now see memes online where the only part of the meme is you get burnt so bad, or you are just dust in the wind, like you just got stepped away by Thanos, and like that's. I mean, so for so for it to so for so to understand the meme, they assume you've seen the movie, right? Which is fair because almost everybody on on Earth has seen this movie, and they get the meme. So that's pretty impressive. I think one of my, my favorite ones was Thanos. It was like a four four panel just pictures. It was Thanos and Chuck Norris. And Thanos snapped and he turned to Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think it was more than a four panel now that I'm thinking about it. Because like, awesome. Chuck Norris started to, to, to do it, but then he turned normal. And then Thanos vanished and Chuck Norris gave the thumbs up from the... Uh, that's funny. The do- the dodgeball movie. But like to understand that, you would have had to have seen this movie, so it's that's how fast it permeated throughout society. So I think it was a a major movie. Like the kind I don't of, think that it was as big of a influence as Black Panther was, like a like a society kind of thing. This just made a lot of money. Actually I think it was two different kinds of influence. Yeah, I black agree. Panther, it was like holy shit a movie full of black people with no apologies with one white token like that's rare and it was awesome and they were badass did they have a white who was the white token Claw Agent no Rose. yeah <laughs> Claw was a bad guy Marshall if that wasn't right. obvious <laughs> oh I mean you know but Claw but Claw I, I related to Claw I'm sorry what the fuck but Claw I was, was aggravated they killed him. Claw was my my favorite kind of bad guy. He was funny. I like the funny, give no fuck bad guys. He was like he gave yeah. no. Well, he was. They, they gotta have fun when they're you know. He almost reminded me of like a Joker esque spirit, right? You know, like right. Ooh, not yeah. not quite the same madness, obviously. But actually, def- that's well. He's he's not an agent for chaos. Yeah. He's a, a greedy bastard trying to get money. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but with Avengers, it was more of the shock that they lost. Because, like I said before, for the past 10 years, Marvel superheroes have always pulled it out. Right. An entire, an entire decade of, at the last minute, they pull something out of their ass. And so they had for that to happen. And then, with a step of his fingers, Thanos said, nope, <laughs> not this time. This time, I win. I'm Thanos. So, I think it, I think it was a big deal. Why, why did the, the thing look like it cracked and stuff? Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. I'm glad you remember that, Marshall. I'm like I didn't, I didn't really. I mean, in the comics, in right? The comics, I think it was. I think this is their way of saying, like, even if you read the comics, you don't know where this story's going. Fair enough. Because right. it, because it kind of seems like it's setting it up to be like, whoever gets the gauntlet in the next movie will reverse everything and destroy the gauntlet and won't have to worry about it anymore. But if I mean, if the whole thing gets destroyed. That might not really right. be the option and, they go. And like, I mean, really, I mean, 
if that happened, if that happened, I think they set up three possibilities here. It will either be well, four possibilities. No, three. It will either be Cap does it, Stark does it, or the Nebula does it. And if it's Nebula, that's a nod to the, to the comics. That but would like, be great. I mean, yeah. we know out of character that Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. they're done. This wraps up their contract with Marvel. They said so, you know, on Twitter. They said so in interviews. They're done. So, I mean, if they want the heroic death, then they would do that. Yeah, and I was going to say, that's uh, you exactly brought up the thing I was about to ask as soon as you were done, is that Marvel is currently all, already established that their you know, yep. sacrifices will be made. And in this particular movie, it was half of everybody. Now, in order to honor that sacrifice without completely negating it in the next movie, I feel there's, there's still going to have to be a st- sacrifice. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the soul gem's going to require it. The story's going to require it. Everything's going to require it. So the question that I have for you is, like, what will be the sacrifice? Would it only be one of the heroes having to make some choice, or could could it possibly be multiple heroes all have to like will a team basically have to go down to, right. to satisfy because if you notice the only team left are the original avengers yeah like everyone has gone just the five original ones that were in the first avengers movie cap iron man thor um hulk hawkeye and Black Widow. Yeah, Hawkeye so six, hasn't sorry. reappeared, those, but I'm sure he could in the next still movie. Alive? I yeah, thought, I thought yeah. some of those faded out. Nope, only the original Avengers are left. And then <clears throat> and Rocket. And Rocket and Nebula. Yeah. Yeah, but Gamora's dead, and, yep. and yeah, so. So I think they're going to wrap it up with the original six, which plus makes Rocket sense. Plus Nebula. Speaking of Gamora, yeah. since I, I'll forget. You know that she is the only actor or actress in Hollywood that has been in two separate billion-dollar franchises. I did not know that. Go Avatar, right? Zoe, yeah. Avatar, yep. and then she Avatar she's the also in Star Trek too. So, but that's not a big yep. billion-dollar franchise. She's also done she some small um, movies where she played yeah, as I a ballerina. A with uh, it was her. Damn, I forgot. It was some weird actors that are big time, but I couldn't. Oh, well, never mind. <clears throat> but for me, sorry, I know y'all went past this already, but um, the Empire Strikes Back moment for me, it was a little later for me when I saw Braveheart. Really? Yeah, because I didn't know Wait, the story of Braveheart. But Braveheart came out in like 95. Yeah, so I was older, yeah. Bit... Okay. So that's the first time you figured out that the good guys will always win in the movie setting? Well, in Empire, when I was a kid, I never really considered, I mean, it totally was a loss, but I just didn't, that's not what was my my mindset. It never even occurred to me that the bad guy won. It was like, we're going to get him back. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Vengeance burnt in the the young heart of Marshall. Yeah, I mean, they didn't kill us, so it's like... We'll get him back. There's another movie. We know this. We're gonna get him. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. I did. Well, that's weird because it never occurred to me until I heard y'all talking about it like that. Interesting. Okay. I was a very sheltered, religious kid, man. I. I mean, I didn't. I don't know if that's the reason or what. 
I mean, no, I mean, super naive, super, I don't know, something, I don't know. No, it's, it's all good. Like, I was just surprised. Like, because with Braveheart, I didn't have that. It was, more I was of, also tripping on acid. <laughs> now it and all, it, comes and it was the first time Marshall. I'd ever seen it. No, so, man, the first really, time I saw Akira, had you been tiny young Marshall tripping on acid watching Empire Strikes Back for the first time, it would have messed your world up. I would not be as coherent as I actually am. <laughs> I was like eight or something. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's let's have all the facts. I'm not. I haven't been doing drugs since I was fucking pre double oh, digits. Man. <laughs> I have no idea how to come back for that. So I guess I'll just um i think what they're doing is they set the stage for the next generation of mcu movies with black panther spider-man captain marvel coming up oh have y'all seen the every movie it gets better but samuel l jackson in the captain marvel movie looks like samuel l jackson from jurassic park like, that's how good they de-aged him for that movie. And it's not just for a few scenes. He's in this whole movie looking that young. <laughs> that is blowing my mind. I've seen some behind-the-scenes footage. I'm like, what? D- did they go into a time machine and get this man <laughs> right. from the 90s? I'm, not, <laughs> like, I'm specifically staying away from all that kind of stuff for, the mo- for this like, movie. I am too, but like, whenever on my, on my app with with Google, I have the cards that pop up, and that was the first card that popped up. It, it blew my mind. Just like, wow, because because you know they did it in Civil War with Tony Stark. He he was kind of de-aged. You, you could kind of tell it looked fake. It didn't look fake with Samuel. I was like, well, I mean, they went back in Tron time Two was pretty got impressive, this from, and that was what ten years ago. Yeah, trying to you can still kind of yeah you could you could see it, but it also worked because of the fact that in Tron you two you were dealing with a digital environment, and so this was a digital avatar. Yeah, it wasn't flawless. Um, So, uh, but yeah, I agree. Now, comparatively, if you were to look at those side by side and try to be convinced that it was supposed to be photorealistic, yeah, you would instantly notice. But I will say, the first time I was really impressed with the de-aging special effect that they're using is an Ant-Man. The first Ant-Man with um, Michael Douglas in the first part of the movie where he looked oh, like young. Oh, yeah. You're the, right. I was like, holy shit. That, <laughs> that was is really, really good. impressive. That's good. Yeah. Because I would have just re-looped different scenes from fucking Romancing the Stone and that's what that would have been all I <laughs> I was trying to figure out uh a, a movie with young Michael <laughs> Douglas that are that our current listeners could know. So I was like, uh, that was just the film? first movie that yeah. I, I actually he came on my radar with. I mean, I'd seen him way, before, but that was the movie for me because he was just because he was just pretty much copying Indiana Jones in that entire movie. Yeah, right? yeah, and yeah. Han Solo, right? Yeah, okay. well, pretty much. Kinda, yeah. He was more <laughs> of a scoundrel, more like Han Solo. Uh, oh. uh, Indiana Jones, maybe. Yeah. Okay, he was. He was more like Hun, but you know what? In my more in, like Indiana. in my head, I heard Indiana Jones. You were talking about Han Solo, so I was like, you know, he's more like Han Solo than Han Solo. They're talking about Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, for podcast listeners, if you haven't ever seen *Romancing the Stone*, 
do it's yourself a, a favor, check it out. If you just want to see some fun, old, quirky, it's funny, yeah. yeah, it's really it's good. Like Danny DeVito and Kathleen Turner. It and, does, uh, right, right. <laughs> uh, Meg Gosh. Ryan. Is, that Meg Ryan, it was um, oh. Goldie Hawn. Kathleen Douglas. No, no, that was, yeah, Kathleen yeah. Douglas. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Um, the and in fact, I think they started to date after that movie, but I don't. Know yeah, I think they were dating during the second, the Jewel of the Nile. I kinda, which I never I saw. Like I haven't I'm seen that either. But isn't it kind of along the same themes? No, <coughs> because the Jewel is actually a person, ah. like a healer, ah. and the I don't know what it's all overseas, like Middle East stuff. Yeah. So the jewel is like a dude. He's like their Jesus, basically, and he actually performs miracles and shit. And they find ah. him and then have to kind of get him somewhere. Cool. Well, not too many spoilers. Remember, this is Marvel's Infinite Spoilers, and it looks like I we spoil, have found ourselves I spoil in the weeds. That I talk about, but yeah. Oh, if anybody wants to do get that, out. watch that. That's that's a good little show. I'll check it out. And before and before we get out of the weeds. I would like to say we should do a podcast where we just go down the list of our favorite movies from the 80s. I think that would be fun. Because, like, I forgot We're Missing the Stone. And, like, one, one, of my, one of my favorites, thanks to my sister, and then we'll leave the weeds, was Splash. That was a cute movie. Up. Yep. It was, man. Yeah, it, it was, was fun. Yeah. I remember seeing that one when I was young, yeah. too. Yeah, I have the same memory from the splash was the Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> the one where like what? Daryl Hannah no, Bo Derek got naked all through that damn movie. And I remember they always tried to make me clever my eyes, but I was very slick and that was like <laughs> that was my first big experience to the female body. And it came on a lot, so I was very familiar with that movie. <laughs> I was living in Nebraska still, so I was so young. Sorry. Oh wow, that was. A, no, you, you know what mine was. Even though you you never saw anything, but it was it was it was enough. It was mannequin. It wasn't enough. It oh wasn't yeah, enough, but dude, I was oh, in love mannequin. with that. I imagined. Right? I prayed. I prayed for something like that. <laughs> I, I mean. I, <laughs> Every yeah, I was every like, fucking thirteen year old yeah, boy in the world. That's what was I was saying. I was like that. somewhere around there, twelve, eleven, something like that. Man, that was. Well, you mean there is a possibility of a myth of a of a story of a <laughs> that, look, of a beautiful that, doll that, thing that comes that to life and can just be both, your own man. personal weird girlfriend? Science. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we have gone we way going, deep. <laughs> if we keep going, we are going to be lost in the weeds of the eighties. So, the next time we all get together, we should have a list of our favorite. 80s movies because I think that would be fun. Cool, I agree. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'll do that. But um, to go back to the Battle of Wakanda, honestly, like it was just so epic. And then right when you thought it was over, here comes Thor, and Thor is like, "I told you I would mur- like kill you." <laughs> I don't understand why he didn't cut his head and or arm off. Like, why the heck because... did he go for the chest? Because he wanted, he wanted him to know it was him. Yes, but why didn't he chop his arm off? And as he's standing there with no ability to use a gauntlet, holding his arm, looking up like, who the heck did it? Oh, Thor's right there. Yeah, that was me, by the way. <laughs> the writers 
of the movie did say that that blow did kill Thanos. If not for the gauntlet, he would have dropped right there. And the fact that he still pulled it off was Thor underestimating the willpower of Thanos. That's so. fair enough. I'll accept that. Because if you if you honestly think you've killed somebody or that you're able to kill somebody, that you wouldn't necessarily waste time with a secondary action like disarming him. You'd just take him out. Right. Fair enough. Okay, that helped. I appreciate it. I can finally sleep tonight without that haunting me. And this month of sleepless nights. <laughs> so many. But, so which death scene hurt y'all the most? Do we all share the same one? or? Well, I don't love Spider-Man as much as you do, but it was definitely, I thought, the most touching one, but it wasn't the one that hurt me the most. Really, none of them hurt me. The one that okay. hurt me, that actually hurt me, hurt me, was the the graphicness and the awful death of Loki at the beginning of the movie. After that, okay. the rest of them were just like, yep, they'll be back, it's okay. You did mention that, yep, that's true. How about you, Ry? Um, To be honest, the deaths at the end were all kind of sad and sucked, and obviously, you know, that was the point. But I also kind of like realized that somebody has got to go and it was just a matter of a crapshoot of who it's going to be. So I think the one that affected me the most, maybe not necessarily made me so sad, but just made me go, man, I can't believe they did that, was when they killed Grimora. Okay. Because I still felt that like Thanos shouldn't have gotten away with it. And when he was able to get away with it, because she really was his one love it made me pissed off at thanos that he would actually do that okay i guess for me it's a tie between spider-man and groot especially after uh especially after the um director of the James guardians Gunn. confirmed that yeah confirmed that what groot said was dad when he said i am groot towards rocket yeah i was like ah oh, god not again and, of course, Spidey, because he's my boy. I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. I don't want to go. <sighs> I, was, I can't believe I'm watching this. Why am I emotional? I'm a grown man. <laughs> but It's okay. Yeah. It, it hurts your mom, too. So she's a grown-er woman. Yeah. Well, that's true. That is true. All right. So, so we don't end it on a completely pessimistic note. <laughs> That that was. <laughs> let, let me go ahead and because, ask because this last question. Because that's what Marvel did to us over doom. Black sad music. And then the end credit. More death as airplanes fall from the sky. Nick Fury and Maria Hill fade away with only one symbol of hope on the ground. The Captain so Marvel do you think, symbol. Do you think that they'll actually get any of the entities involved in this? Or do you think it's going to stay with the uh, the lineup that we have. Um, I've heard that it will probably stay with this lineup because they Captain want Marvel's to pretty badass develop. Now, but... Right, but on their slate is a rumor that they're going to do Nova and the Nova Corps. And I think they're saving their cosmic stuff for that movie, honestly. And now that this deal with Fox has finally gone through, did y'all see what Comcast tried to pull? What, when they that? tried to throw a counteroffer to get the Fox stuff? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 more, they were offering more than Disney and in cash, <laughs> not in stocks. Yeah. Not in, they were like here, eighty so, billion dollars. There you go. <laughs> so that made 
so that made Disney have to up their offer, which they did. Of so now they, they so now they have it. But now that that deal's going through, I'm expecting Galactus and the Silver Surfer to start popping up either Man. in the Nova movie or the Captain Marvel movie or the Fantastic Four movie if they make it, which I hope they will, and that will be like the next generation of MCU movies. Well, but the, Ryan, okay, not to, t- okay. No, and this is great. I I didn't know half of that, so thank you. But what I was wanted to ask is, what is the hope that's left? What can you tell us that we should expect in the next movie? And why was the Marvel symbol that Captain Fury so damn important? Captain Marvel is one of the most powerful heroes in Marvel. She's a badass, and yeah. they've already established that her movie takes place in like nineteen ninety five. So I think they're going to establish that, like she was how, the second how great hero. Badass she she is before, right? Like first there was Cap, and then he was lost. And I think they're going to say Captain Marvel was the next great hero, and then we lost her in like a time warp or cosmic wormhole. Okay, or whatever. how does how what does her powers originate from, Carol Danvers? In the comic books, the only thing I know about Carol Danvers is that she trained Rogue. And Rogue touched her so often, so many times, that no, her powers that, rubbed off on her? That is not what happened. Rogue completely raped <laughs> Carol Danvers. Rogue got her powers because Rogue used to be a member of the Brotherhood, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Oh, and she, okay. was, she was assigned to kill Miss Marvel, which was, what, which was her code name back in the day. And during an epic battle on the Golden Gate Bridge, she held on to her too long and took her powers and her memories and then threw her into the water. And that's how and she, she barely became... survived. Okay. Right. So there was way worse than that. Well, there was no yeah. training. There was this. I don't remember yeah. any of that. Okay. Yep. But after doing that, the memories of Carol Danvers is what helped turn Rogue into a good guy. Yeah. She was like, what am I doing? I've uh, what have I done? And like, anyway. Oh, I did not, I knew that first part of that bet, but I didn't know that second part that it yeah, converted they, her to a hero. They referred to her as, uh, there was somebody in the comics around the Inferno area somewhere. It wasn't during Inferno, but they referred to Carol and her, and somebody spoke to Carol and not Rogue while he was talking to Rogue. It was, I don't remember what issue or, but now that makes all, all the sense in the world. <laughs> yep. And that's actually how... But what's the originator? How, how did she get her powers? Um, she was a, an Air Force pilot, and she encountered Captain Marvel. And doing, uh, one of his, and doing one of his battles, she was bathed in the energy of a Kree cyclotron, I believe. So it was Kree super science. Is that how he got cancer? And, no, no. That was when he fought Nuke. Okay. One of his bad guys, but being bathed in that Cree energy, it spliced her DNA with Cree, half Cree, half human, and then that's how she got her powers. So, what is her? I was gonna say I didn't realize that Cree uh, had inherent like energy-based powers and stuff. Well, they don't. It was a it was Cree science, Cree science, like Cree technology, and during the battle, I think it, I think it exploded Sorry. and. <laughs> so, yep. So, what is Captain Marvel's connection with Nick Fury? Do we know at this uh, point? 
No, we're gonna find out in her movie. Only that okay. there was a connection, and he said, uh, "The shit's hit the fan. Mayday, Mayday! Captain Marvel, come save us." Which, which should be fun because then the question would be, so wait, so when Ultron almost destroyed right. the Earth, you didn't hit that button. Right. So when the first, so when the Chitari came down from a space warp, he didn't hit it. So I do want them to explain. How come those other two Omega events didn't have Fury going? Oh shit! I better call in my ace of the hole. Because <laughs> apparently Fury knows when you when you tap Marvel, you better fucking need Miss Marvel. <laughs> well, to to be fair, he had the Avengers in Age of Ultron. I give him that. In the first movie, he was only hoping they came together. <laughs> he didn't actually have them yet. <laughs> so, but cool. Yeah, I, I get it. He bought their allegiance with some bloody uh, <laughs> <laughs> Captain America trading cards. To this day, whenever I rewatch that scene, whenever it's on TV, I'm like, Nick Fury's a cold man. He had to go to Kosa's locker, <laughs> leave his locker, go to his dead body that was still warm, rub his blood <laughs> on his prize trading well, I mean, cards. It didn't have to be his blood. It could have been somebody That's else. You know, true. It could have been his, his own thumb or something. You know, he could... No, because... Nick Fury is the master spy. He wasn't going to let a detail like that go on. Jack. Right, because just in case Stark scanned the blood with his Iron Man armor, he wanted them to know this is Kosa's blood for your failures. You could be a team yet. I believe in you. <laughs> believe in yourselves. Kick some ass and take some names. Do it for Kosa, who we're going to make an LMD pretty soon, and you'll be seeing him anyway. They need to push. Oh, man. But yeah, okay, so I guess that was a quasi-review of the last part of Avengers Affinity War. Mostly just our thoughts about why we thought it was awesome and other stuff. <coughs> so I hope y'all enjoyed what that. What were the, like, the post credit scenes? Captain Marvel. Sorry, Captain Marvel. Was it just sorry, the one? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know it was sad because my mom stayed over here yesterday and we had movie night and we had popcorn and she had never seen the second captain america movie or ragnarok or a couple different things and she couldn't keep her attention uh the winter soldier didn't get her attention so we started watching ragnarok we watched the whole movie and towards the end i was like yeah and in infinity war see he there's she's like this is all the people that are left from that whole city i'm like yeah she's like they're everybody else is dead really wait he blew up the whole fucking planet is asgard destroyed yeah mom that's they're going and then Hemdall, when he said asgard is not where the place it's the people and i was like yeah it's funny that he says that ma she's stopped right because like, at the very beginning of the next movie infinity war they all died off this off he was already he had already killed them all and then it shows him killing loki and killing him doll and thor barely escapes he blows the whole ship up she looked at me just disgusted she was like right why right. do you like this it was... <laughs> <laughs> i was like right. well you know right I, that's crazy yeah it sucks but i'm just really so I'm like just really assuming that there's someone's gonna get the gauntlet and reverse all the sh the evils that Thanos has done. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I might walk out of there disgusted too from the next movie. But now, I will say this: the 
Russo brothers have already said is not like the comic books. Not everything is going to be put back. There will be some scars from the. Well, right, and that could be what we talked about with the people whose contracts have run out. I mean, ah, that's true. I mean, people will miss Chris Evans and Tony. I mean, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and who? You know what? Out of all the actors, out of all the actors of Phase One, when they told me Chris Evans for Cap, I was like, really? Him? The Human Torch? Okay, I. The guy from Scott Pilgrim. Well, I mean, he's, he, he <laughs> never really has to ever work world. again, and I mean, work, keeping in that kind of shape is taxing on your body. I mean, he might just want to take a no, damn break. Uh, in fact, in fact, <laughs> I mean, every every male actor has said that, like Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, um, Hugh Jackman for yeah. Wolverine. They're like, it's taxing. Like we go through like a too much intensive boot camp to get cut see that's the thing it wouldn't be as bad if they just kind of kept in a routine but now in hollywood you know they got these ways to where you to shed or you know gain 50 60 pounds in a couple of months or you can put 40 pounds of muscle on you can you know lose it's just like dude well there's an easy solution to all of that guys i'm surprised none of you are mentioning it we just no <laughs> there's an easier one man just start making movies about normal guys with pot bellies and fucking sag man tits and you have know, them be the a, heroes saving his, the day his power is magical why does he have to be super buff why can't he have a dad bod <laughs> exactly he's worthy. he can lift the hammer he's super strong you think there's not god dad bods i think it's because i think because they're trying to sell that tickets. reason is because because, <laughs> it, it, because in every thor movie if you realize in every Thor movie, there has been a time where he's been wet and shirtless. <laughs> in every Thor movie, because they're trying to get those chicks in there, baby. It's not just for kids works. or fathers. That's right. Well, um, yeah. So, well, I'd like to go ahead and wrap this up by saying thank you very much for the two of you for entertaining my questions and ignorance and providing me a safe place in which to explore and learn about the Marvel universe. I've enjoyed my time. No, it's all good. Well, this is also, one of uh, the very few stories that I know inside and out in the Marvel, so I'm more than happy to uh, talk about this. And plus, to piggyback on what Marsha just said, thank you for like really being wide-eyed, because like, like he said, we both know the story inside and out. It was cool to see it from your point of view as somebody who didn't know it, and to see if it hit all the same themes it hit for us back in like 1991 when we read it. In, in the comic book form so it was cool to see that from your point of view too so thanks for making the time I know like it took a month to wrap it up but we all just got busy and blah 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 but it's all good anytime I, enjoyed it um, I do think we need to do the whole thing with the, with the 80s movies okay so let's stop recording now for in, in this podcast and let's do another one no it's 11 o'clock at night what are you talking about man well according to the magic of video editing or and uh podcasting for our viewers it will seem as though that has happened if they will immediately go to the next podcast that has 80s stuff on it in fact to piggyback on what ryan just said what he's really saying is make sure you subscribe to our podcast through itunes or Stitcher, or if you want to hear the newest podcast, go to our SoundCloud and check it out. We do it for you. you. Mean, we do it you all mean for new you. New Pod World Order SoundCloud. 
I think you have to go to the newpodworldorder.com to hear our SoundCloud updated. Morse got my back. So go listen to the New Pod World Order. That's right. .com, baby. And to find us, as always, you can leave us an email at alwaysbetongeek at gmail.com. You can find us on on Twitter at alwaysbetongeek. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash alwaysbetongeek. Like we've like I already explained, you can also go to YouTube and type in the search field, Always Been On Geek. We will pop up, and we are there. We have a Twitch channel that is currently blank, but we're working Under on construction. it. Uh, we're now, we also now own Discord. Whatever the fuck uh, that, and is, that, is, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Marsh will learn. Earn, earn, earn. <laughs> Oh, but if you want an invite to Discord, just hit us up on Twitter or Facebook, and I will make it happen. Or email us. Oh, not email us. That that would take longer. Twitter is fine. <laughs> or Facebook. Um, Rod, is there anything you want to plug that you're working on? Or cool. Thanks. Uh, I actually, for the first time, have something I can plug. Um, I am in the process of developing a video. Um, blog uh, pertaining particularly to games, both tabletop and um, digital. Uh, I am still putting together the material that will make it available for people who go to search for it, but hopefully by the time this comes out, I will have at least some videos on there for y'all to watch. And my handle is the gamer lifestyle man you need to make the mystic mojo keep the keep the brand man well i mean it's well it's kind of like you with squishy dash eek that's like your handle but your brand is always been on geek thank you pat i got you so is it the Gamer like D A or is it the gamer like T H E? It's actually gamer G A M E R lifestyle L I F E S T Y L E. Gamer lifestyle. Those, they can find that, would be that on YouTube. To know the spell, man. Okay. I see. <laughs> that that one was um, actually for Pat. So currently, your YouTube channel is blank, but when you start to add stuff, that's where that's where they'll go to find it. Exactly right. And anybody Ooh. who goes there is greatly appreciated. Well, all right, man. I'm glad you are hopping in the game. That would be awesome. Looking forward to it. You guys inspired me. If they can do it, any fucking body can do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as the inspiration is there, I don't care. I was gonna do something more heartfelt and dramatic, but I think I think Marshall pretty much <laughs> sums it up. So, um, Marshall, is there anything you wanted to plug before we hop on out? Uh, no, not really. All right. Well, um, this has been your friendly neighborhood co-host Pat down here in the capital city of the Magnolia State, up to my north. IB's Marshall. Appreciate you listening. I'll add you next time. And our special guest star over in the Lone Star State. Hey, y'all. This has been Mystic Mojo. Appreciate your patience, time, and attention. Y'all be good. And hopefully the next time he will guest star and you will hear his voice is when we're doing our favorite movies from the 80s. So look forward to that. And on that note, of course.
I always have a problem with uh, 80s and early 90s because they all kind of blend in together with me. When I'm remembering talking about stuff, I'm like, no, Dirty Dancing was early 90s. No, that was 87. No, it wasn't. I had an argument with, well, kind of an argument with someone at work about Dirty Dancing the other day. Fucking crazy yeah, that person. Was, that was pure 80s, man. It's, it's, it's like yeah, one of the... But some of the early 90s movies, movies kind of blend together. I was so young, I, I don't really don't remember stuff. I just remember from house to house. I don't remember year to year, if that makes sense at all. And on that note, <laughs> we out. Pat and I basically are just commentary. You're the podcast. <laughs> and that's it. Hey, you. Are you tired of all the big name options for energy drinks? Looking for something that's sugar-free, low in caffeine, but still gives you that swift kick in the ass without the crash? Alex Stiff here, and I'm the singer of the rock band The Fillets. And after being tired of all the bullshit options on the market, we partnered up with a private music venue called The Rim to offer a better alternative to folks with an active lifestyle. It's called Hate Energy. Doesn't matter if you're a musician, athlete, or just a busy SOB. Hate Energy not only gives you some extra pep in your step, but this special blend of B12 and B6 also helps wake up your brain without the crash, which is helpful for folks like me. Hate Energy is a proud sponsor of the new Pod World Order, and all the listeners here can get 10% off your order at Hate Energy by typing in the code NPWO at checkout. Just visit thefillins.com slash store and make sure to use that code NPWO on the checkout page to get that sweet 10% off. Hate Energy, what do you hate?